Ready? That's the reaction I want. What? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 24-9 and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm that guy in the corner. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We just pick a goofy topic and we get down with it. And uh, this week we have another special guest. Can you believe it, Pernell? We have guests all over the month of September. It's this, it's this, well, September. I mean, it's the magical month for Gestation Nation. <laughs> Um, it guest guest station. That's a weird. That's just. It's going like to sound it. weird spelling it out. I don't like it. Just <laughs> <laughs> eating. <Gestating. laughs> yeah, I know. That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah. So back on the show, number one all time best guest of Rhythm and Pixels, Rhythm and Pixels oh. All Star, um, composer, friend, um, superstar, Smash player. We have Chell Wong. How you doing? Hi, it's me. I'm back. I'm trying to still be the number one host. I don't know how many or guests, whatever. I'm steal the host position. Uh, <laughs> is there someone who's like? Because this is my fifth time on. I could tell because I'm like, I need to save this file. Well, you know, like, if, oh, uh, I have if, if, if Pernell keeps you know screwing things up, we might have an opening. Hey, <gasps> hey, hey. Uh-oh. True, I don't screw this uh-huh. up. I season it. With how Cajun spice? <laughs> how, how many has, has there been someone who's been on this longer than more times than I have? That is not you two. Oh, uh, probably Ed. Ed, maybe Ed Wilson. Yeah, <sighs> I got to take him out. We've discovered he is the podcast daddy. He's our podcast daddy. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I, I go to him when Pernell like um, steals my toys. <laughs> I go, Ed. <laughs> Pernell stole my track. Go ask your mother. But again. <laughs> so, uh, so Chell, why don't you uh, uh, tell our guest what you've been up to and maybe some stuff that you're working on and, you know, just what you're all your about. Your favorite brand of monsters. I like how you said, why don't you tell our guest and now Pernell. Oh, yeah, our guest. I mean, our host. <laughs> why don't you tell our guest, Pernell? <laughs> our listeners, you know, you know how okay. it goes. Yeah. Uh, tell us your favorite monster cereal. Monster cereal? That's right. Oh. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I to think about. Look, I eat honey bunches of oats, and I eat Cheerios, and I don't eat much. Eat, a little bit. Eat much more than those. What's your favorite Cheerios? Honey nut. We gotta get you on the blueberry, friend. It's delicious. Why don't I'm, you just I'm, add I'm fresh blueberries? It. Maybe it makes me sound old, but it's too much sugar. <laughs> Ooh, that's one thing I will say. With Cheerios, unlike a lot of those other cereals, even when they come up with the flavored ones, the sugar element. If you eat anything that isn't plain Cheerios, they keep it fairly balanced. Like, there's none that are like, this is just like Fruit Loops Cheerios. Anyway. I want to eat honey nut, honey, honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, they're delicious. I want to eat Honey Nut Cheerios, but we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help you there. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, um, do you want to talk about uh, maybe some games that you're working on or even just some games that you're playing? Uh, sure. So, games that I'm working on. I think I was here within the last five months? I don't yes. know. I'm still working at Zelgar Games, which is the studio that is a mobile game studio. I'm working on two titles there. It's called Noobs in Space and Noob Tubes. Um, and, uh, should I, should I spoil the bonus stage? Or should I wait until the end of the, when we actually get there? Until the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, listeners, we have a special bonus at the end. Pernell is going to sing our national anthem. No. <laughs> no. Two 
words I know from it. National anthem. <laughs> what words? I want like a baseball game where Purnell like just screams that. <laughs> just standing on the mound. Purnell, national anthem. <laughs> there it is. I'd get a ovation. Oh, I would give you a standing up. Right. Uh, Thank you. As for games I'm playing, I'm playing a game called Monsters Expedition, which is a puzzle game made by Draknek. Um, he's also done a good snowman is hard to build and uh, Cosmic Express. Cosmic Express especially was a puzzle game that I was like, this game is like perfect level of puzzle to me. It's just it's so challenging, but never so much that I ever, ever cheated. Uh, Monsters the structure of it. Like what kind of puzzle? Uh, so what I will say, I'll, I'll talk about Monsters Expedition is that there's basically like one mechanic. Uh, you play as this little monster and he goes around to these different islands that are that have like rocks and trees. You walk next to a tree and you just knock the tree over and then it becomes a stump. When you push the tree stump into a direction when it's on the rolling side, it will roll all the way until it falls off the island or hits something else. And if it's on the long side, then you just roll it upwards so it's vertical or downwards so it's horizontal. And you make those as bridges. And so you just go between island island and you also oh, see these cool. really funny museum exhibitions um and it's this game is <laughs> i really like the other two games I, I this game is incredible but it's also i've been going at it for like 40 hours and i'm not done yet those are good puzzles that means that one they give you a lot of content to work through and two you haven't gotten bored of it in 40 hours it's also mechanic can make it work for a long time it's so much content i like what i do is like sometimes so i do like a buttload of networking every Friday and I'll talk to all these people and a lot of them I already know and I'll just play this game at the same time <laughs> as talking to them because it's one of those things that I can like there's only so many options that you can ever do at any one point and believe me there's some brain busters in that but like because it's not like Baba is you is so good but boy it is mentally draining it's a brain burner there's only there's like what do I there's so many things like I don't know how to approach this Monsters Exhibition, ex, is it ex, Expedition? Jeez, Monsters Expedition. Wait, no. Now I have to double check. Got to click my Steam. <laughs> the, the, yeah, because I don't want. I don't want to monster a Monsters Expedition through puzzle. Pu God. <laughs> New, newest release by Draknack is a Monsters Expedition through puzzling exhibitions. Oh. But the, the through puzzling exhibitions is um, a subtitle. It's not actually. In the, anyways, the point is, is that the game is really good um it's never so complicated it's not it's, it's the thing is it's not complicated but it's deep and this is a the, the 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 difference between complex and deep is something that is a game topic i could talk about forever but essentially game's great i can play it while talking to other people and thinking about it what if i played it right now i'm not going to but i i gotta ask though because you just you just hit me with the million dollar question that i'm sure a lot of people have thought about in the last few months but i can ask you directly because you're sitting right here across there um would you say that one of the few positives to having all of our interactions be done through like Zooms and Hangouts and stuff now is the fact that you have the means to talk, but you're not like locked down from like, like you said, play this puzzle game while I'm talking because I'm not standing in a room with a bunch of people. I'm sitting at my desk. <laughs> so, I mean, like, let's be real. One, I hope this isn't controversial, but uh, a pandemic is bad. Um, is. I I think the pandemic is bad in general. I really miss hugs, but I will say that 
due to the world trying to figure out how to make up for all the holes, essentially, I have met so many people through online networking and it's just like, hey, uh, GDC is the Game Developers Conference and I have gone, uh, I've gone twice now and I plan to go every year, basically. Um, I could go to 10 GDCs and I won't have met as many people as I have in the past several months, nor will I have become nearly as close with them. Like, a lot of these people are like now legitimately really good friends. They're mm. so great. And I see them all the time. And like, I've never met them in person. There's a few, there's a few of them that I have met in person because I met them beforehand. And some of them I didn't even know all that well. Like, I met them, but like, I tried to remember, like, hey, we're Facebook friends, but where did we meet? And it's like, I don't remember. Was it this thing? No, I wasn't there. What about this? I wasn't there either. And then we figured it out. But I don't know. It's- that lives itself to two things, though. Like, one, like, the the pandemic definitely sucks. There's no getting around that aspect of it. But we all are living. We're all living the suck aspect of it. So with that we're said... All, we're all living the suck. We're all living the suck. So with that said, there's nothing wrong with you know, openly point down, painting the silver lining to the situation because you got to find some good stuff to occur within it. And mm-hmm. the second part of that is, I mean, I'm not sure if it's just a factor of our generations or what, but um, meeting people online and becoming friends and communicating with them openly online is a natural, normal thing. I would consider us to be friends. We've never met yeah. you. Um, Someday. And there's other people on the show too, like like we listen that listen to the show that through the show we became friends. Like there was a there was this comic that a friend of mine posted the other day where the character was like, Oh, a friend of mine was telling me about this blah blah blah. And then her boyfriend was like, Was your friend a podcast host? And the person like kind of froze up, was like, Ugh! and then I responded, <laughs> Hey, podcast host can be your friends. You know what? That's that's a good point. So if you're listening to our show right now, I don't I don't care where you are or when you're listening to it. We are now your friend, okay? And as, just don't be a jerk. That is a rule. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, yeah, we don't we don't hide our politics on the show at all. Um, but but we I will say we need to talk about our topic for that's this what happens week. when Shell comes on the show. We just talk because we're all having fun yeah and the first time i was ever uh, you were the first podcast i was ever on and then i'm like okay i don't know anything about these guys and then we just talked i'm like oh you guys like fighting game oh and we just talked i'm like yo these guys are cool i want to come back on and you did last (laughs) and i did and i did and i did and i did and nope that's enough i did (laughs) until (laughs) next time until next time on Rhythm and Pixels. So because <laughs> we wanted to, or you wanted to show off some work, or you were playing some things that you wanted to play some music from, we are going to be talking about uh, Space Air Pilots. Um, pilots. Okay, oh. so it's pilots just and pilots. Stuff. All right, look, it's just pilots, and at first I'm like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about, like, hyperspeed racing, like, if you call that pilot, like, F-Zero is a pilot, I don't know. Essentially, though, um, I just, like, let's be real. You guys are like, just think of a topic, think of a cool song, then think of a topic, and yeah. then just come back on. <laughs> and and we'll so just go there, from there. There's like the fun. one song that's in here. It's my first song, and I've wanted to talk about it for a while because the song is rad. Mm. Um, and there's another song that I have yet to think of a topic for it, but I will play Because I'm always like, yo, there's so much good music that people don't know for these mm. really cool games. I want to talk about them. But I will say, at first I was like, I wanted to have 
air and space piloting, and now I just have like one of them's a mech pilot game. Uh, and it also, it totally was not because I wanted to plug work. I thought I'm like, wait a second, why don't I just plug my own work? And then you, you're like, yeah, sure. I you like, should do it. You should do I've it. I've never done that before. Um, yeah, that's, that's part of that's part of the gimmick. Really, it's like, well, how do you think some of our topics come up? It's not our work per se, but we'll be playing something. And go, this song is great. It needs to get on the show, but we need a topic. I know words that relate to game songs. I know husbandry. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. I love that. It was just because we played music from sheep. You know, you yeah, heard of sheep. I did. Apparently, Burdell. Yeah. And also, one of my friends from networking is the. Because uh, you you have not played it much. But my friend Tiffany, who I am actually. Oh, time to plug a stream. So I've been streaming for a very short amount of time on Twitch with my friend Tiffany Otto. And um, this is going to be annoying to plug. But uh, essentially, right now, my Twitch name is Penguin Buster. It's P E N G W N B U S T E R. I'm going to change it next month to just MWOG Audio, like literally everywhere else. But um, uh, Tiffany is the only other person that I know to have beaten sheep that isn't mm. like related to me. So, and that game does not seem easy at all. It is so hard. Cause like even the levels I did, I was like, man, I could see this being a real pain in the butt on like World Ten. There's this one dinosaur level that I had to do every single sheep one at a time. Because if you didn't, they would all fall into lava. <laughs> that's not, that's not good for the sheep. Uh, for the wool. Unless it's the lava sheep. They love that stuff. The lava sheep. Too bad there aren't any lava sheep in that game. Otherwise, it would have made it a lot easier. Yeah. Are there like stone sheep? Like golem? Golem? No, stone there's golem a, sheep. there's dumb sheep, smart sheep, um, obnoxious sheep, and smart sheep, but obnoxious sheep. <laughs> that's going to be the show from now on. We're going to be... The topic's one thing, but we're gonna talk about sheep anyway. Look, since I can't, I can't figure out how to put the the me channel song into this podcast. <laughs> I have to talk about the, the, I have to talk about sheep. It's gonna be one of those two things. Every podcast, <laughs> sheep. Okay, right, so what's the first track you want to lead off on our adventure? Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> the first track is Luftrausers. Mm. Um, is a game by Vlambeer. Um, which unfortunately has recently dissolved, but I mean, the, both of them are still doing their own things. Um, and every single game that they worked on, I believe, has been with Yukio Kallio. I'm sorry if I've mispronounced your name. If you ever hear this, he's from Finland. So, uh, anyways, the point about Luftrausers, should I start talking about, like, the cool stuff after the yeah, fact or let's, before let's, the fact? Yeah, let, let's listen to some tunes, and then let's talk about how cool it is. And this was, uh, this was published by, uh, Devolver, right? Yeah, I believe so. Right. I think it was. That's pretty cool. All right. It was. So here we go. Luft, Luft trousers. Luft trousers. Yes. Okay.
television is grunting. Right, you're listening to Luft Trouser from the game Luft Trousers by Yukio Kalio. I think that's I right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think it's Luft Trouser because Luft is air. Right. Luft Trousers. Or sky. I don't know. It's German. That makes more German. sense. I think that it's makes more Duhast. sense. So, uh, a couple things. One, Luft Trousers is a game, is rad. It's just cool. Um, but what. And you can tell the song is pretty cool, but what's really great about this music and how it is directly influential on what I do, because I do a lot of stuff with layers and I just have music. Most of my music just layers mm-hmm. and I have different layers that come in and they leave and different stuff like that. The way Lift Razors works is that the, mu- the the video game is that you play as this fighter pilot game or like, yeah, you play as this basically godlike airplane. And there's three elements to it. There is the body, the propeller, and the gun. And those elements, you can mix and match. Each one of those has a designated stem. And so, depending on your combination, you will get a different song. And every single one of them has a different name. Um, The band camp just has, like, a select few of them that are, like, there's a couple that he thought was cool. But there's... Oh, so depending on how you like put your plane together, it's almost like a remix of or a different like version or arrangement yep. of the music. So That's yeah, so um, cool. The the song that I played for you right now, I believe, is just the default options for all of them. But then you unlock different ones. So you're like, this body is extra tanky, but is slow. Or like this propeller means that you can go underwater really fast and not take damage. Or like this <laughs> one of them is like the propeller is now a gun so you move forward by shooting backwards <laughs> um there's a gun that's like you charge up a laser there's one that's like a shotgun there's one that's like i don't i don't remember exactly them all but the game is really cool and it's just like it's a high score based game um and oh, so there's no like beginning middle and end to it it's just how long can you last and get a high score yeah well there is a beginning because you begin um and if you get shot <laughs> yeah i mean, i don't know what you want to what do you want from me what do you want from me so yeah if you get gunned down then you you get another cool track listen to the album he has it on Bandcamp. um it's probably on his spotify i don't know but his his music's great he also did the music for minute which is banger yes it is that's that's where i've seen this composers you know you know what else he's done fall guys Oh really? I need to play for yes. Fall Guys. I actually that, downloaded it and never tried it. I think everyone can agree that that opening in Fall Guys is jamming. It's just it has an opening, or are you just talking about it's like a, just a track. Yeah, yeah. That there's, there's like, like a title screen that we, yeah. like, it's like matchmaking or whatever. But it's always it's always the same song, and every time you hear it, it's mm-hmm. just it bumps. It bumps and, so hard. And people have done like vines that have gone viral where like there's this dude dancing, and then they put it over Fall Guys music, and like. I'm just I'm like really happy for him. He, I haven't met him yet, but he's a cool guy. Well, this I soundtrack, I mean, this this track itself is super cool. I really like that kind of like heavy, like really heavy kick and bass. But then that that big orchestral like section comes in this in the middle. It's, it's not out of nowhere, but it just it blends. Yeah, so that's the really one thing good. that's consistent across every version. Mm-hmm. Where no matter I don't I don't know which one it is. I, I bought the Bandcamp album because like, you get the stems and you can mess around. And I like oh okay. like, oh this actually is like. Not to downplay it, but I'm like, oh, this is simpler than I thought because I'm used to overcomplicating everything for myself. I'm like, oh, this is so smart. And texturally, texturally, a lot of it is similar. Like, this is all pretty chippy uh, until you get to the orchestral part, but then, like, it'll mess around with the, um, the rhythms a lot. So, like, some of it is, like, quarter note triplet 
and there's I don't know it, it's great play the game <laughs> yeah it, it looks really cool this is this one that's actually on my um my steam uh what's it called uh wish list library oh it's like either wish <laughs> a library or wish list <laughs> steam it wouldn't have surprised me if he's like it's been in my library for four years well i, I know because started. i get emails that's like this game is on sale you should buy it and i'm like oh that's right <laughs> I've, fun fact, I've only ever put one game on my Steam wish list, and I get notifications for it years later. That's Indie Pogo. I don't know why. Why? Why? Anyways. I don't even know. Like, it just made me... I have... I wish it would tell me that... Oh, no. Okay, I hit so many. 1, 142 games, I think? On your wish list? Yes. Great, Google Moog. Yeah, you don't want to forget, you know. You gotta, you gotta like remember somehow. Yeah, I might remove Horizon Zero Dawn because apparently this port is bad. That's so. And I have a PS4, so like. Hey, it's uh, still on there. It's probably like a dollar now. <laughs> I, maybe that's a little of exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, I have to exaggerate because I, I still am upset that I paid full price, and I'm like, now I should play Horizon Zero Dawn. Right, right. <laughs> it's just the right thing to do. All right, so oh, Pernell, what's your first track? in the world of pilots. Well, I was going with pilots and stuff, and stuff. because I need the stuff. Uh, this track is from the game Biomotor Unitron for the Neo Geo Pocket Color, and it is the shop theme from that game, and is composed by Takuya Hanaoka. Okay, this is... I'm ex always excited to play some Neo Geo Pocket uh, music on the show, because it's so rare that we come across it. Welcome back. You're listening to Biomotor Unitron's shop theme from the game Biomotor Unitron. Hi, from from the Neo Geo Pocket Color, composed by Takuya Hanaoka. Um, I don't know what it was that made me want to pick this track from this game, but when the topic came up and I started reminiscing, I was like, I want to pick a track from Biomotor Unitron. I haven't talked about that game in ages. What it's, is Biomotor Unitron? Okay, so this music sounds almost like a, like a western, you know, like a, like an NES old school western. Okay, so this yeah. game was probably the first game I ever purchased with when I got. I think I purchased it with my Neo Geo Pocket oh, really? Color, actually. Yeah, huh. um, back in the yield nineteen, it was like actually late nineteen ninety nine or early two thousand. Yeah, and uh, it was when like I bought Dreamcast era, so I mean, it was during that window. Yeah. Right, but it was before the Game Boy Color came out, or sorry, before the Game Boy Advance came out, right. and the whole thing was like if this came out like. Three or two or three years prior, it would just it would have swamped, it would have tore it up. But with you know advance on the horizon, it was kind of like not really. Um, but what is Biomotor Unitron? So it is a game where you are kind of, think like Monster Rancher in the sense where you are a human 
or a fish person or a golem person or a robot person because like a bunch of different races or whatever live in this world and you live in the central town that practices robot pit fighting essentially and your main character decides they want to join up with it so you get a, a robot you know body mm-hmm. a rope a wreck a mech based body and then you can you can you can customize it with various parts that you buy at the shop um you can take it into various dungeons very simple dungeons they're all themed after elements like wind the wind dungeon the water dungeon the ground dungeon and the fire dungeon that's like the, the, the wood dungeon and you walk around the opening treasure chest for like loot and parts oh, yeah. so like, a, like a dungeon crawler type thing but like man the it's... artwork is so good so pernell would you say that you pilot this mech <laughs> you do well you don't pilot it so much as you control it so in that sense you are still mm-hmm. the pilot you're just not in the cockpit mm-hmm. okay controller that oh pilot. Is, is that's a pilot you say? Mm-hmm. It's still a pilot. Just because you're not in the cockpit, that's where the stuff comes in. The Pilots stuff. And stuff. It's stuff. Uh, but oh, is that is that actually in the title? Oh, it, pilots and stuff. That but, was the original. Like when we were goofing around with the title, it was like pilots and stuff. I was like, I'm going with that. <laughs> pilots and stuff. Um, but um. So the idea to me is that it counts because you are technically controlling the mech by remote control and you're walking around with it, going to the locations. But when battle time comes, you're technically controlling it with a remote. You're like, do this, now do that. And, you know, and then it wins and you get gold pieces <laughs> and then you buy other parts and then you fight in the tournaments to rank up. Did you, ever, you know the deal. Did you ever finish? Oh, God, no. I was terrible with games even then because I was already drowning in, in titles, but I did complete more titles back then at least. Just yeah, when the, when the Pocket Color came out, all I cared about, I mean, obviously, were the fighting games. I was like, because I was waiting for um, Capcom SNK to come out, and um, I think this this came out before the before Capcom SNK. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, it even linked. They had like a link-up feature, like think, the game think, that came up on it for yeah, it. Yeah, you can unlock, I think, color swaps and things like that. But the uh, the un- but there were so many characters on the on the little pocket versions of these little fighting games that were really interesting. Have you, have you ever seen any of these, Chell? These little these little pocket fighters, they were crazy. Nope. I mean, I so like I've never seen a Neo Geo in person except for like when Pernell literally should have shot me right now, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, the Neo Geo is never ever in my vicinity, and so I'm not familiar with anything until I got older and retroactively learned about, like, King of Fighters and Garou, which I get to play and whatnot, but, yeah. Like, the Neo Geo Pocket was, the, I mean, not the Pocket, we're talking about the Neo Geo proper now, but that system, that was pretty much known in the States because it was known as that system that your rich friend owned, because the console itself costs like 600 to a thousand bucks art costs 300 dollars. yeah the the, the the data on the cartridges were, were uncompressed so it was just these cartridges that were like the size of like these were huge they were like a small child <laughs> they were pretty freaking massive yeah, you had to like slam them directly on the, oh board, my God. Like, the system itself and then yeah. just like kind of slapped in like a genesis cart yeah. but a very large but, but, but those toaster the, but it was the exact same uh, cartridges and the exact same data that was used in the arcades, so it was like the arcade quality. I don't know the um, the amount of data that those things held for like sprites and 2D artwork is just incredible. And so all of the artists at SNK like just went to town on all of these games, and they're just like uh, Last Blade and uh, Garou, Mark of the Wolves. They're just 
gorgeous games. And the funny part is, like, as you heard the description I painted earlier, where I was like, you know, how it was like your rich friend's product or whatever. But, like, then I got older, became an adult, and I started hanging out with more, like, game folk. And then I come to find out that there are people who collect Neo Geo carts and have, like, massive libraries of the things. I'm like, how in the heck did you get these games? Like, but then I show up and just school them all in Magical Drop 3 so I can at least feel good about that. Um, yeah, we need more puzzle games like Magical Drop, but I don't know. And Pucci and Yan, which I also love to death. But, like, it's... The Neo Geo was... To me, it actually even is still a fantastic product. It just... It was out of the reach of a lot of people. And I'm just thankful that at least we have things like Arcade Archives dropping games on the Switch and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we can at least experience yeah, them in some capacity. Alright, so my, my first track is coming from a game that's on iOS and Android... And I've only heard about it because I'm really a big fan of this musician. The game is called Thunder Dogs, and the artist, is, yeah, and the artist <laughs> is Maxo. Yes, and this is about dogs piloting airplanes, trying to shoot each other down. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were like Zeus's pets. Uh, are they? I don't. I don't know. Like, is that is that, is that the joke you're going with Thunder? No, I thought that was the game. <laughs> oh, properly. I don't know. I, I should probably should have heard more about it. <laughs> You're definitely joking. Okay, this track. Have you played the game? I'm in. A, I'm. A, I'm having a bit of a dad joke phase right now. I don't know what happened to me. Something in my diet coke. But yeah, I think your your diet of dad jokes is what's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is um. This is a track is called Ice Cold, and this is composed by Maxo. Listening to the song Ice Cold from Thunder Dogs, composed by Maxo. And you can get this on iOS and on Android. And yeah, this is it's like a top-down um, airplane fighting game. It's 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 multiplayer online, but it controls like uh do you remember the that old game was called Time Pilots? Nope. Oh, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, it's, it's, if it doesn't ring a bell for Pernell, there's no time. It's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's top down and you can sort of like spin your plane around three 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 sixty degrees. And there's all sorts of power ups you're trying to collect and there's different objectives like you have to get from one side of the stage to the other, but everyone's sort of kind of doing like a capture the flag type 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 thing. 
Um, hmm. But like, there's a whole lot of drift in the plane. So as you spin your plane around, or you uh, or you push um, speed in a certain direction, you sort of drift and fly all over the place. So that kind of controls more like asteroids in that way. Um, it's really cool. But like, all of the planes are like cute little dogs. Like, I mean, they're they're piloted by cute little dogs. And and so I just thought that was so neat. And uh, Maxo has he does this insane. I don't even know what style of music it is. It's 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 like a it's like jazz, like hardcore, abstract techno jazz music. The name rings a bell. Have we had Maxo on before? Mm, um, no, we have played a track from Maxo because the first B side in Celeste was remixed by Maxo. Very really. I've heard that name yeah. before. Um, everything this guy does, I really I'm really into it, but I got sometimes I have to be in the mood for it because it's a little challenging. The the rhythms that he fits together and the and the chord progressions and everything are insane. Like it just breaks my brain listening to it sometimes. But it's but it all comes together like somehow like with like an over like with like, these motifs and harmonies like on top of everything. But then I get I get into his game music and it's just like it's fun and there's like a little guitar whaley sound and it's just super Wee- it's super fun. I'm really into it. So clearly like like he he's got an aesthetic like personally, but then like with games he's just got some other thing going on. It's it's really fun. I'm really into it. So I will admit I'm a legit sucker for guitar whaling. I don't know what it is about it. It's just if it's in a song I'm probably going to like. But this one it's just got that riff, you know, that I'm super into that riff. Um, For good reason. Yeah. Thunder. I just like the title Thunderdog. Again, it just makes me think of like if Zeus had a kennel. Thunderdog. Yeah. Uh, Christy was asking me like, oh, uh, what, what's your what's your topic that you're doing this week? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to hang out with Shell and we're going to talk about pilots and stuff. And so I found this game uh, where the pilots are dogs and it's all about, it's, it's a dog fighting game. And then she, she had this look on her face like, what? Oh, and for good reason also. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 pilots, like planes, like air fighting, like, like airplane dog fighting i guess i should no, probably honey, not pokemon probably call it something different and yeah yeah um, um but no it looks super cool um i'm gonna have to download it at some point and give it a shot i i don't know if he did the entire soundtrack i think he just did a few songs that were uh, incorporated into the game but um yeah for more if you want to know more about his work in games and outside of games you can definitely check out uh celeste that first b-side in celeste i'm sure everyone's tried it at least once um he's played through the game and if you want to learn more about guitar whaling, check out your nearest guitar center. <laughs> but <Ba-dam-bam>. all right. <laughs> now. Um, do you play a lot of games on your phone? I know, I know so, you don't really, Pernell. But what about you, Chell? So for me, it depends on the game. Like there are, like, boy, I sure wish that Slay the Spire was on mobile, but it's not yet. That game is swanktastic. I don't have it because I want to buy a game once and I want it to be on the correct platform. <laughs> there are definitely times that I'm like, man, if this was on... I'm surprised that you said that because like, it's on the Switch. You'd rather have it on mobile than your Switch? Absolutely. Because I do not carry my Switch everywhere, but I always have my phone. And so I, just, like, I have two other roguelike card games that are not Say This Fire, but they're like it. What are they? Um, One of them is called Night of the Full Moon, I believe. And it is a Chinese game, and the other one is called Pirates Outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I have some board games. I have some puzzle games. Like I play Cosmic Express, that was perfect for mobile. Mm-hmm. Currently, I have Snakebird, which is actually it, it was a little too difficult for me, and then I hit the groove. And a bizarre element, uh, crime against nature. 
Snake bird, yeah. <laughs> snake bird. Snake bird. It's just snake bird. Yes. So, uh, board games, too. I did sell those two copies of Dominion. I sold them both. Congratulations. Dominion is Got not worth it. And Railroad Inc. Oh, and uh, yeah. Trismegistus. And what was the last game I go? Oh, Sentient. Because apparently now Sentient is worth like $150. I was like, well, I got to buy it now. <laughs> yeah, if you ever wanted to play Dominion, we're going to keep our copy for sure. So, um, but, but yeah, when it comes to deck building games of that type, there's so many others. To get there in. really are. Dominion was... Evan. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to give some props to Dominion being the first, like, real deck builder, but, like, it is literally only deck building, and there's, like, hey, you want to get a deck builder? Star Realms is, like, ten bucks. You want to get a deck builder with more stuff to it? Clank is an actual dungeon crawly pusher luck deck building game. Like, If you want to play yeah. Dominion with some tweaked rules, Card of Crown, and it even has the art done by the artist from Etrian Odyssey. It's just perfect. Yeah, I don't Heart know that one. On. That was really good. Time to look it up. People, I've had people talk to me like I was insulting Dominion when I'd say, you know, I don't think I really want Dominion anymore. It's like, why? It's such a great game. I'm like, Dominion is a good game. The problem is, it's been surpassed, but it's also worth acknowledging that if it didn't exist, we wouldn't have the game that surpassed it. And when I think of it from a video game, yeah. if I tied back like Super Mario Brothers 1. We didn't have Super Mario Brothers 1. We wouldn't have had any of the darn platforms we've got now because that literally laid the groundwork for platformers. And yet, you couldn't pay me to go back to play Super Mario Bros. 1 and enjoy myself. It would be work because... Really? Well, my, my issue with Mario 1 is that you can't scroll backwards. He's a, he's a very stiff control. Like it's not, hard, it's not hard to imagine starting that game anew and getting killed by the first Goomba if you tried to stomp it because just trying to control Mario and make him stomp the Goomba. There's something off about his motion in that if you've been playing a lot of tighter controlled platform games. Mm. Um, also, I've grown accustomed to Mario having options and like a variety of power ups, and now he's just and that he's just like I got Fire Flower and How a does mushroom. Turn into a rant against Mario for now. It's not a rant I against Mario. Give him a chance. I gave him many chances. He's I just, just bought his All Stars pack. Trying to make his way. He's just a boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a plumber trying to get a second job as a hero. I mean, what do you want? I mean, he's just doing his thing. All right. He just got his doctorate. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's Doctor Plumber. Doctor Plumber. Another mobile game that I wish didn't die was called Flappy Fighter. It was only on Apple, which I Flappy don't have. Sequel. So here's the thing: Flappy Fighter used a character that was like Flappy is basically like imagine Ryu's body, but his head is the Flappy Bird. <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was like four playable characters, and they never got a select screen going. But like that game was so fun, and James Chen got really into it and was like doing like training mode and trying to get the combo counter as high as possible oh, and then the game got gen? yes yeah uh so then the game got taken off the store and they haven't been able to put it back on since but i'm like wow this game was so fun and if it ever got on android let alone back on the freaking apple store gaming is so i would weird. put so many hours in it now like I think it's funny that this is why, like, when when show when it comes to the show, we're like we're we're all over the place with that in a good like, <laughs> like for example, like, you know, I'm sure we all, in some respect, whether you're participating or just witnessing it through the news, knew about you know the Xbox and PlayStation launches in the form of pre-orders, how much pandemonium that's been. I'm just and, gonna uh, wait until like a machine is out, available, and on sale. Me, because me, because right now none of it makes sense to me. I don't know what's happening. 
The funny thing is, like, it makes sense to me only because I've always been involved in this nonsense, but it has been probably the worst console launch I've ever been privy to. But the only reason I was even chasing one in the first because I wanted that dopamine hit of saying, I got a, I got a system on pre-order. I got one. Oh, I, I never bother. Huh? I just don't, I don't bother and I don't have the energy to care. Like, I recently-ish got a PS4 used for my friend for a really good price. And so, like, I, I have to get games for that, let alone, like, the new, I don't know. It's, no, you're not, I can't keep what, up. What you're saying is legit because what happens is, like, I didn't get one. This is the first console launch between where I didn't get any of the launch units. Like, usually I get one or some sort, but this time I get any. And my takeaway ended up being, do I even care? I mean, aside from maybe getting review codes for SML, like, I don't care. Like, I look over at my PS4 stuff, and it's ridiculous. Like, if you were to name, like, five games that I own, chances are you wouldn't be hard for you to nail them down. I'm sure I haven't finished any of them. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Haven't started it. Yeah, and, and, and more you probably get the same answer. And it's I started Spider-Man months ago, and I've barely made any progress. Like, not that the game is bad; it's just like I haven't had an opportunity because, like, it's the same TV that my family uses to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And so, like, once in a while, I play Spider-Man. The game's great. I just don't move any progress. And guess what? I'm playing Chrono Trigger for the first time. That game is like twenty year, twenty-five years old or something. It feels so good. It is. Start on the DS. Oh, that one is apparently the best version. Mm-hmm, because it has the... Well, it has mixed opinions on it, but it has that really? content that bridges the gap between Trigger and Cross. Mm. That's uh, the mixed opinion, not the game. Okay, okay. Yeah. The added yeah. content. I don't know if that's so necessary. We, we can get into that in a little while, but we, we've been running a little long on this track. Um, <laughs> Rob's the hero. <laughs> we gotta stay on time, guys. All right. You know what? Okay, I love listening to podcasts. I don't mind our podcast running late. Like, I, I don't want to sound like like like, like, the, like the toughie. You know, like we gotta do this. But okay, I cannot um, stand listening to a show that like it's like okay, it's like oh, it's gonna be some stuff I really want to hear about, and you like you put it on the, on mm-hmm. your thing, and it's like four hours, and you're like, oh come on, <laughs> my commute's thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, just resume the episode yeah. on the way home. <laughs> I, I just uh, my I am the only audience for the show. All right, so. Uh, Right. Shell, what's your next track? So, my next track is from a game called Hawken, and it is... Um, I don't know who wrote... I do know who wrote the music. The game... The song is called Of Rust and Ruin from Hawken by Paper Sound. Paper Sound. So, this is a game about a pawn shop? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
This was Of Rust and Ruin from the game Hawken, composed by Paper Sound. And that was some intense... We've had some like really fun, happy music uh, on the show so far. <laughs> and this this was something intense. So what's, what's this one about? Okay, Hawken is a game that is unfortunately dead. It's, it was one of those multiplayer-only games, like Gigantic, where it was solely... Like, there just wasn't enough money, there weren't enough numbers, and the game was really cool, but, like, the freemium system of it was busted. However, I don't want to talk about what was bad about Hawken. I want to talk about how this game was literally one of the coolest things ever. It was this sort of mech piloting game, team-based mech piloting, but not, like, Japanese-style mechs. It was, like, Western-style mechs, and they were slow, and they were heavy, and they were clunky, and it felt impactful. This game felt so immersive. It was so, so cool. And oh my god, I like again, I put like the game was in general kind of a slow game. Like you could have like some sort of like small speed boost and whatever, but of course me being me, I played the slowest, tankiest robot. <laughs> which is also in general probably the worst the worst one. It was also really, really, really difficult to get new robots just because you had to pay way too much money to get them, or spend like a billion years farming in-game currency. Point is, is that this game was so so cool there was some really cool close quarter stuff too there was some good long range stuff and it just felt like i don't know it, it felt like what if you had atsts but they were like slower and heavier and I they like had that. arms like if like the uh, it roots it like kind of in the real world right yeah it, it felt yeah. like real world and then a lot of times like the environments were like like desolated cities and you would have like buildings that were collapsed and whatever and highways and you would run under the highways or on top of them oh, wow. and it was this game was so this game was so cool this looks really really neat like up my alley like way way back way back when um like i was like grade school like junior high uh some friends and us we used to play that the tabletop rpg called uh battletech and, oh, I've heard of it. oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we had these little miniatures and i was like it always like really like sparked my imagination of like what these things would be like in real life you know like what what like practically how would they move what it, how would they fit in the landscape like how big would they really be because you look at gundam and stuff like that and you're like yeah. oh the voltron oh they're enormous and huge and, and those mechs are like they're fast and they're flashy mm -hmm. like if you look at gameplay of hawken the hud is so good <laughs> The HUD is incredible, like all the like, the lights and the systems and everything and meters and it's first person. I don't know. The game is the game is gorgeous in a in a like a really gritty and sort of I don't even know. Like, is it realistic future? And nah, I mean realistic future stuff is more like this is like an industrial style opposed mm -hmm. to like Apple and Tesla. <laughs> it's funny how like something so grim and dark can still be like really beautiful like that. Yeah, makes me think of like the like Eastern European. Mm. Kind of looks. I mean, like first things first, like the K in Hawken is like backwards. It's like mirrored, so that definitely kind of affects mm. your. I don't know. Game is cool. Game is cool. But, I mean, I would say play Hawken, but you can't. Well, now, what, it, what was it originally released for? PC. Yeah, I see it um, on, on the wiki. It says it's on Xbox and PS4, but maybe it's just, like, not available anymore. I think the servers are It dead. also said they were talking about doing a movie back in 2011. Uh, who For knows Hawking? about that? <laughs> yeah. A movie? That would be cool, but, like, there's no money in mm. this game. It wasn't... I mean, I don't think there was money in this <laughs> game. 
Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was just like um, that was something uh, just wishful thinking. Maybe. Oh god! <laughs> like potentially, it would have been super rad, and I, uh, if it didn't suck, I totally would have been all over it. Okay. But first, it would have to exist. Yeah. Okay, Pernell, what's Dude, your no. what's your second track, Pernell? Well, I guess I'm going to keep the grim and grit going. Oh yeah. Um, well, at least for the grittiness, rather, of tracks. This comes from a game that I'm not going to sit here and tote as if it was like one of my a ball, a bag of delicious, delicious bread coated in drizzled honey and spread butter and oh god, I want some toast. Anyway, th- and I want some honey nut Cheerios. I'm I'm just interested in the track itself and my experience with the game just in general. So I forgot to bring it up. So this game is called Damascus Gear Operation Osaka, and the track title is called Radical Battle, and is composed by Makoto Suehiro. Welcome back. You're listening to Radical Battle from the game Damascus Gear Operation Osaka. I played it on the PS4, but I think it's also on the Xbox One, but I don't quite remember. I know it's on the PS Vita also, and it's composed by Makoto Suehiro. So this track, I'll admit, is very, like, noisy, um, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. It was something about it when I would hear it in-game that made me go, okay, I look forward to this particular run of the dungeon because... I like this track. So this is like another like mech fighter dungeon crawler. It's a dungeon crawler more so, but not so much like a uh, biomotor Unitron was. In the case of this, this is one of those games where the main protagonist, his parents passed away and they left him with a mech hanger and a mech that they personally owned and a robotic assistant and a sweet load of debt. So the game is pretty much you going through menus to customize your mech and then going into dungeons by way of like choosing various missions. What is the name of this game again? L game. Huh? What's the name of this game again? Damascus Gear Operation Osaka. Oh my god. Japan Y. <laughs> I know. I was like it's just uh, the name. The just the name of this game is is, is a Pernell game. Uh, <laughs> so so a Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo, I believe, too. Um, but like it's, it, I don't know. It's like it Wait, just, this it, came out two years ago. 
Uh-huh. Also, I didn't... No, after you. Like, you end up going, like, floor to floor, and each floor is, like, a series of rooms, connected rooms. There's, like, other mechs that'll be in there, like, attacking you, and you're trying to basically salvage, like, parts that you can equip on the mech, but also sell for money to go towards paying off debt. (laughs) Um... I think there's also tournament battles, just like the last game, <laughs> because of course you can't have mechs without a tournament for some reason. Um, but you can battle the tournaments to raise your rank, and then of course get more a good, better prize money, which is also going to go towards paying off debt. Uh, but <laughs> we got these awesome, cool robots, and they're going to fight. And what do you use them for? Uh, to pay off inherited debt. That sounds like it's almost like <gasps> Damascus Gear Operation much. Osaka. <laughs> Also, debt cancellation. I didn't expect the mix to take over this podcast. I'm like, yeah, we can get some good piloting stuff. I'm like, oh man, but there's so many mechs. That's that's see, that could be an episode titled "Too Many Mechs." Too yeah. Many oh, you. Could, I mean, you could easily have a have a have a a topic or a theme that's just mechs. That's easy. Yeah, that's but, easy. But I just want to use that title. Too many mechs. Too, too many. Yeah, too many I'm mechs. Gonna, don't 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 let me go there. <laughs> also, it's a mad mad mech. It's a mad, 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 mad. mad. See, see the options, the, the endless, endless choices. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like this game is one of those ones where it's like, it's hard for me to go. Hey, you need to go and buy this game tomorrow because really, it doesn't do much different. It's more like a game that works. It's fun if you're playing it, but nothing that's going to make you going to blow your socks off. But as I played it, I ended up enjoying it a bit, and the music was very enjoyable for me to listen to. But one thing I hate about it, and it goes for a lot of mech games, is I hate when mech games name their parts as if they're actually like military grade gear, like the RW500C6. It's like, I don't know what the heck that means. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. care. It's better like it's when it's like... Buster arm. Yeah, buster arm or like three-way shot, you know? Yeah, not, you know, not some model number. The bomb drop. Especially when they don't even mean anything. Like, some games just randomly take words and slap them together and call it a part. Like, yeah. it really means nothing. Well, like, like, like the title of this game. All right. <laughs> hey, you. It means it means Damascus gear. And it's an operation that takes place in Osaka. All right. It's a, okay, Osaka. Operation Osaka. We got that. The um, mech has gears. They spin. <laughs> All right, my last track. I'm bringing it on home. Something a lot more chill. This is from one of my favorite games growing up, one of the uh, game series. This is called Arrow Fighters. This is Arrow Fighters 2, also known as Sonic Wings 2. And I chose this game because you can you choose from multiple pilots with different uh, planes, and it's a, it's a top-down vertical shooter. But the, uh, the one of the characters you can pick is a dolphin. And, what? and it's like a goofy dolphin with a helmet and like goggles on, but it's a dolphin. It's a talking dolphin that pilots, you know, a cool, super cool, like spaceship shooting down enemy pilots. Um, in Japan, uh, the dolphin's name was Whitey. And I think they thought better of it when they brought it to America and changed its name to Spanky. <laughs> so, so I think they did a good job there. Anyway. Um, this is the staff role and name entry from Sonic Wings 2, and I'm picking the arranged version from the Neo Geo CD. Uh, it's composed by Hoso Q and Pier Owo, which are pseudonyms, but I, I don't know their actual composer names, but it is arranged by Naoki Itamura.
That was the staff roll from Sonic Wings 2 for the Neo Geo CD system. Um, yeah, and that is pretty cool. It was composed by Hoso Q and Pierre Owo and arranged by Naoki Itamura. And yeah, I just, I love, this was at a time, I guess, when I just wanted like instant gratification playing arcade games and just wanted to see things blow up on the screen. Um, I didn't have a lot of patience for RPGs like Pernell did back in the day. Um, didn't, oh, want to, yeah. didn't want to read things and spend time choosing things through menus. Um, but also, like, you can fly as a dolphin, and that's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> if, 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 if wanting to pilot a ship as a dolphin is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> now, uh, Hoso Q from the, uh, the SNK sound team worked on Aero Fighters or Sonic Wings 1 and Sonic Wings 3, but he is the sole composer on Sonic Wings 3, and it is like hardcore, like jungle drum and bass music. It's so heavy. <laughs> one of my favorite soundtracks. But this one, he works with another composer. I don't know if they oh, trade off or if they, if they if they they worked together on all these tracks. But the melodies are so odd and interesting. And like every every one of these stages is full of enemies and bullets and stuff flying around the screen. But the music it never really gets so intense. It's just so interesting and jazzy. And so the arranged version of this is done up, I guess, with some real instrumentation, but it's just other other instrumentation and synthesizers and things from the 90s. And it sounds amazing. I just, I love the sound of this track. Pernell is making a face. <laughs> he actually has the light on. <laughs> I thought I was doing something wrong for a second there. I thought maybe like... No, I just was like, how many weird faces could I make over the Stop talking about Sonic Wings, Rob. (laughs) Get back to the dolphin! It's a crazy dolphin. Yeah, so um, every stage is a a different part of the world. There's like a France stage, America stage, there's like a USSR stage, all that that stuff. And so each one has its own theme. Um, But no, uh, there's the hyper-intelligent fighter pilot dolphin, Spanky. And I think we need more dolphins in video games, clearly. Yes, we do. You never have too many dolphins no. in video games. <laughs> the only other one I can think about is Echo the Dolphin. I know, me too, right? That's a weird game. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to turn this crazy track down, and we're going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus <laughs> round. <laughs> the bonus That's round. That's my best dolphin impression. <laughs> that was a dolphin? That was a dolphin saying bonus round. I think Discord might have been like, that's too much dolphin, because I thought I think it cut out. <laughs> Just a little bit. And I'm like a little thankful for it. <laughs> Some dolphin in there. It was a bit of dolphin. All right, the bonus rounds where we play covers and remixes and, and arrangements on our theme. And when we have musicians and composers of such such a level as Chell on our show, uh, we ask them to bring their A game. <laughs> In their own music, so, if they could. <laughs> so, the past several times I brought the Wii channel, just because because it's like, oh, bring remixes, bring blah, blah, blah. And in general, like, I don't have a track about husbandry. Let's be perfectly <laughs> clear. Um, there's, there's various things. But I was thinking, I was going through, and I'm like, okay. I was thinking about this old Game Boy game called Volley Fire that I don't know anyone has ever played. I thought about the gummy ship battles in Kingdom Hearts 2. And I thought about using the Luftrauser's um, remix that Yukio himself did. Mm. And I was just like, I, but I prefer the original, to, at least for like picking for this podcast and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm literally working on a game where you fly in space. <laughs> I'm, uh, 
roundabout it. I'm literally working on a game where he finds me. I just felt so, so silly. And I'm like, hey, can, should, can I just put my own song in or something? And you realize, like, yeah, do it. Yeah, so. absolutely. This is what this is what we're here for. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we so, do. So this is from Noobs in Space, and it is the Deep Space Mode theme, and it's by me. All right. <laughs> Let's give it a listen. You're listening to uh, Noobs in Space. This is the Deep Space theme composed by Mitchell Wong. So thank you. This is That's cool. Me. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> I dig it. I really dig it. Like once the um, the drums like started like something about like like the buildup of those drums and like the fills, not the fills, but I guess the rolling drum. It made me think of like an anime theme song. Like it was kind of like a like a heroic like kind of sound to it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. thanks. I, I will admit, like I am genuinely curious about what this track is used for in the game itself, if it's disclosable. Because I was bopping. But- All right. So yes, because I I had to double check. Like, hey, can I please share some of my new music? Because I I have like two songs that are publicly announced per se, and you got to check with the company. And they're like, mm, mm, mm. so my friend was like, my friend who works, he does all the important marketing stuff he's like all right we'll use this as our like we can use this as like the reveal point i'm like sweet so i asked between the two new songs he let me did this mode because this is the mode that we're like we've been talking about in a sense there's exploratory mode which i think is should be called like adventure mode where essentially you go through all the different levels and there's different themes 
So, um, I'm not saying that these are the themes in the game, but just pretend, like, what if there was an ice theme, and there was also a, like, a lush forest jungle theme, and then a robot theme. Oh, these are all hypothetical, maybe, I don't know. Nothing <laughs> set in stone. Um, Cupcake theme. So, yeah, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a theme where you have... I, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the point is, is that um, Deep Space Mode is... Um, Deep Space Mode is a is a kind of challenge run mode where you go uh, planet after planet and it will change different planet themes. And you'll have different um, hazards that will appear. And so it's just like go as long as you can before you like run out of lives kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as since there are different like planets from like the various different zones, I've also because I do layers, I do a layer for every other, every like thematic theme. Mm-hmm. And there's a stem for those, but I'm not sharing, I'm not sharing that. And I need to figure out a way to share that on like the album. I don't know. It'll happen. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm always curious about that. Like a lot of like the not like adaptive and like modular music. Like, like it's interesting and it really builds like a space when when you're playing the game and it's, it makes it more immersive. But then like if you want to release it as an official soundtrack, how do you choose? Dude, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I, for kind, I'm like, what do I do? It's it's technically all one song. Right. Technically, but I'm not going to do that. And so I had to figure out, like, okay, well, these are the stacks. And some of the stacks have, like, share stems from other stacks. I don't know. It was, I, I just kind of sort of guesstimated by, like, here are the, um, the segments that all have, like, their own music, and some of them share music, but, like, we'll just... Mm-hmm. We'll just call it this or something. I don't know. Well, what's going to happen is if there's if there's an official soundtrack released and like you picked like I guess like like okay this is probably my favorite or, or this works really well as like would be the official version of the song. Years from now, someone's going to do a podcast and be like, this is probably what the composer thought was. This was the official version. This is what they what this is what they intended. You know, am I dead by then? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> what am I not definitely go? What's going to go? Not, not going to wood. <laughs> not going to wood that I don't see. Like, <laughs> Die after podcasts stop being a thing or something. But like after uh, winning many makes, awards, of course. <laughs> like you got me thinking about that too, because um years and years ago, when an ancient game by the name of Nights into Dreams was first released, um I purchased that and was playing it, and the music in that game is fantastic. Um, but yeah, once YouTube became a thing and everybody was listening to their OSTs and music they originally liked, I went back and listened to old tracks, and the thing that was bugging me was that. Soft Museum stage and the Mystic Four stages did not sound right ever. From every track I found, it never sounded like I remembered it, and it drove me crazy. I was like, "What the heck is this? This is not the track I know. Something's missing." And it turns out it's exactly like we're talking about now. It was an adaptive track mm. that changed based on how happy or unhappy the Nightopians were. Oh, remembered the happy Nightopian version. So, and that's not on YouTube. You can't find the happy version. It's probably out there now if I dig hard enough, but generally every version I was finding at the time was just this the base version when there was like no influence from the Nightopians. Mm. I was like, I don't remember that because I never listened to that one. Like once I got happy Nightopians, they stayed happy. I love my Nightopians. And uh, I just never remembered it. So it just freaked me out until I eventually came across the truth. I was like, now yeah, we're talking. See? But um, there's a Japanese- couple songs in a. Uh- I know that Undertale has a few songs like the the album version and the in-game version are in different keys, which is like, oh, that's interesting. Huh. What's up with that? Huh, I wonder if it's, um, I don't know, maybe maybe they, they uh, it was Toby Fox, right? Maybe he composed yep. something. Um, 
different and then thought, oh, for the game, it sounds better this way. Maybe. Who knows? Now, this is one of those things, but also, like, he's probably swimming in a bunch of, like, <laughs> I, let's be real. No one expects for a game to blow up that hard. And mm. he, okay, I think he likes to keep to himself to an extent, which is like, that's totally fair. So, but me, on the other hand, if you want, if you have a question about my music, I'm super easy to reach. I'm just like on Twitter all the time. I'm just tweeting really dumb things. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at mwongaudio. I ain't gonna knock it, honestly. If anything, if I know how to tweet dumb things, I'd be doing it too. But all my tweets would be things like, man, this sandwich tastes really good. Colonel, <laughs> can I tell you, can I tell you the best tweet I've ever written? Let me, let me just pull up. Yeah, this is, this, a, this is a new segment. Um, we're going to put a little a little bumper mute <laughs> track in here. This is tweets with Chell. <laughs> <laughs> tweets with. All right. So on the day that was, let me scroll through. Let me let me find the the best tweet I ever wrote. Tweet little Okay. Tweet tweet. On March twelfth, twenty nineteen, at like four a.m. It was exactly it was three forty-seven a.m. I tweeted like. 12 things in succession that were all really dumb but this one was the best and it was ostriches are like 85% butt and 15% noodle <laughs> it was just something I thought of at 4am I'm like wait a second <laughs> this needs to be tweeted the world needs to know the world needs to know you know butt on an ostrich. That's, that's the sequel to sheeps it's ostriches <laughs> <laughs> The quantity of ostrich derriere, I oh we God. just need to know. Yeah, I don't do much with that site, but uh, I'm trying to get better. Like, mm. it's been yeah. there's been a lot of talk of like platform shifting and changing, and people bring up like Twitter and Mastodon and all these different things. And wait, what was the what was the one that you said after Twitter? Mastodon? Mastodon? I've never heard of man. What is that? It's like a variant of it's sort of like Twitter, not quite Twitter, and uh, like I have an account there, but I've never used it. Um, all right, but all like, right, let's leave Discord. We're switching over to Mastodon. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. Mastodon's like a heavy oh. metal band, though, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's not. And it's a Power Ranger mech. It's a Zord. <laughs> but like, it's like. But the thing about it is like, it's my problem is that I feel like this is like that one of those moments where like old man tech is hitting me hard because I'm like I don't know where to go after things like Facebook because even if there's another platform, I still kind of need forums and like common threads. Mm. Like, I don't quite, I haven't quite adapted. Like, I'll go to Twitter sometimes, like, read through stuff, but it's hard to follow because it'll be like a, 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 a at symbol to follow that's, like, way down in the chat. Like, yeah, what the yeah. heck? This, this is You've flowing. complained about Instagram, like an old man yelling at a cloud. I'm going to show you. <laughs> but like, I'm like, I'm not old. I'm still with it. I can still keep up. <laughs> I get tech. Okay, Pernell, what? what's your what's your bonus round? Enough enough yelling. Enough yelling Instagram at us. Instagram remix. We've had enough. <laughs> it's the Instagram remix composed by Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> oh no. So this is actually a remix from the game Rokochan. Um I think I've brought a remix from this game on in the past, but I just like the music so much that I don't care. This is the Jetman remix. And why did I choose Jetman? Because Jetman is a pilot of himself. Um <laughs> it's composed by Phantom and K.
Oh, oh, sorry. Pardon me. Um, you were listening to the Jetman remix theme from the game Roko-chan, remixed by Phantom and K. Um, I love this track, both the original and this remix. I could not avoid choosing this track because there was a part of me. I was like, I should go look for some pilot tunes from some game that has a physical human pilot. And I was like, no, stick with the stuff. It's all about the stuff. So Jetman pilots himself. That makes him a pilot. Counts. (laughs) (laughs) So Jetman is a jet and also a a, man. Is right. He is a man who's a jet. So would you say Tony Stark is a pilot? Yeah, he pilots the suit. All right. Would you say that Buzz Lightyear falling in style as a pilot? <laughs> to say, because Buzz Lightyear yeah. is the suit. But then again, Jetman is the jet. Man, so we're maybe. There, so. We're getting really. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's a toy. <laughs> but you but are a toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. But that was really, really, really good. So. Um, it's not part of a remix album or anything like that. It's just out on Bandcamp as a single, and we'll have links up to that because Phantom and uh, Phantom Menk, Phantom Menk is really good. Hopefully, he listens to this and can confirm it for us because <laughs> I think it's Phantom and K because the K is capped. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's but, like think of vitamin K, vitamin C, and Phantom and K. <laughs> All right, so the uh, my next track is coming from the game. It's a remix album uh, for UN Squadron. It's called Chandel or Chandel. Um, this is Suit Up, which I believe is the um, the opening theme uh, to UN Squadron. It's composed by Nema, uh, Maname Matsume, and it's remixed by K Wicks, Dustin Kulwicki.
That was Suit Up from UN Squadron. And that was remixed by K. Wicks. Uh, Dustin Kulwicki from the uh, remix album Chandel, the UN Squadron remix project. And I don't know. I, I, when I was younger, I, I, I didn't have a, a Super Nintendo, but when I saw UN Squadron and saw the planes and heard this music, it was just, uh, to me, it was like, it was the coolest thing I've ever heard. It was just so neat. Um, and the song is pretty rad. The song is rad. <laughs> both, but, of, both of these remixes are really rad that you played. Well, thank oh, you. Only one of them actually has a pilot. Only hey, hey, <laughs> hey, there's a pilot. He pilots himself, he says. He's a, he's a self pilot <laughs> person, but but um, but yeah, so if you like the sound of that, and I really liked the way um, K Wicks approached this the remix project as a whole because it's not. They're they're all they stay true to the original to the original arrangements of the music without going a little too far into like the dance territory or something off a little a little crazy. Um, I think it's funny that you were like. Really, hmm? I think it's funny that you were like Phantom and K. I'm like Phantom and K. You're like no, it's Phantom and K. And now you're like K Wicks. I'm like no, it's Quicks, it's buddy. Quicks is it Quicks? <laughs> it's Quicks. Luft trousers. It's laugh trousers. Laugh trousers. Trousers. <laughs> Laugh trousers. I wear those. <laughs> Look at my pants. I'm a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my lap trousers. Well, for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the band camps and sound clouds and everywhere where you can buy this music and support these artists. All right, thanks for joining us on episode 24-9 of Rhythm and Pixels. Pilots and stuff. Pilots and stuff. (laughs) Pilots and stuff with Mitchell Wong. Thank you. The only thing that saddens me is that there was an added caveat, which admittedly you did pass, where Shell was like, Rob can't pick anything from Street Fighter. It was like, you can't do Street Fighter, you you can't do fighting games, you can't do beat-em-ups. I swear to God, because I know, I was like, how do you do that? I know there is one stage in Street Fighter Five with a pilot. I'm like, Rob might pick that. And I... <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But it's it's good to have some some constraints. You know, I'm glad that you're. You know, I got I got to work within these uh these confines. You're just boxing me in, guys. I'm just, you, you know I'm what? Out, I'm, out. I'm surprised that no one picked. Like, I mean, maybe it's like we all dodge the obvious. Like, no one picked Star Fox. No one picked mm-hmm. Ace Combat. No one picked. What else is famous for flying? And it's funny because uh, Ace Sol- Solar Jetman conversations yeah. a lot. <laughs> I like Solar Jetman. That's a uh, David Wise. I, th- I think that's one of the the cooler Stranger soundtracks on the NES. But I think so, we played all that music already. <laughs> I'm trying to remember was Solar Jetman a game where he only he just rode around with his jetpack, or did he also pilot a ship? Yes, he piloted a little a little ship that was like a triangle shape, and then oh. but then you then if it, if it blew up or if you had to get out and pick something up, you would you would jump out of it. But it was all like really like atmospheric music, but atmospheric music on an NES, which was very different, very strange. The funny part was before I settled on Rokochan, I seriously thought about making the remix portion be a song about stuff. So it'd be like a track from like a remix of something from like Wilmot's Warehouse. I swear to God, we should have cut stuff out. I should have, because like straight up, I think in the document, I changed my name to be like my first full name. Cause mm-hmm. like, I mean, just to explain, like, 
maybe it's really late in the podcast but hi i'm transgender and i like my name i am in a weird position where i like my name and i still I officially go by mitchell wong everywhere or now i don't know if i will ever change rebranding everything is expensive um but i as you could tell people have called me chell um but yeah i changed it so that it includes my first full name and i deleted and, and stuff, stuff. <laughs> you deleted and stuff and i deleted and so i'm like hmm well i think i think we'll keep it i think we'll just keep it pilots parentheses and I think some is, stuff no 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 parentheses, parentheses it's, it's all in stuff in stuff is the charm <laughs> husbandry and stuff it's you could dumb. say that sheep man husbandries himself. Hey, sheep man, he shears his own wool. I mean, it counts. He trims uh, himself. Look, if there was a sheep man, I would totally accept that. There is a sheep man. What? Mega Man 10 has a sheep man. Oh, that's right. I don't, I don't believe you. He's the exist. Mega Man 10 man. robot masters. <clears throat> or Thunderwolf. <clears throat> Mega Man 10 robot masters. Blade Man, Pump Man, Commando Man, Chill Man, Sheep Man. Oh my God! Sheep Man, <laughs> he's cute too. Oh, oh my God! I'm getting pulled up. Hold up! I'm getting. See, so now you gotta accept <laughs> Sheep Man would count for husband. Oh my God, he's adorable. But yeah, no. If you if you picked Sheep Man for husbandry, I would have been like totally yeah, great. Yeah, I can't I can't <laughs> believe I didn't think about Sheep Man. Oh my Sheep God! Man. And also, I, I like a, I like a, a Japanese. I love this design. Sheep Man, he's so cute. Sheepu Man. <laughs> After we're done the episode, give a listen to the episode the stage theme too. It's one of the best oh, ones wow. in the game. Looks like we gotta have husbandry 2.0. Just for sheep. <laughs> with sheep man. Just more more this time more sheep. Actually, jet sheep. man. Sheep man. Mm. All right, Another well, jet man. <laughs> Alright, well before we close the show out, is there anything else you wanted to plug? Anything else you wanted to talk about uh, to our guests and listeners? <laughs> Hi, my name is Chow Wong, or Mitchell Furlong. I'm a composer for video games. I currently work in a mobile gaming studio called Zelgorg Games, which is where you heard the song earlier. It's from one of the games called Noobs in Space. I am on uh, everything, more or less, at mwongaudio. Uh, I started streaming on Twitch, which unfortunately has a different name for now. I will change it in like a month, but it's Penguin Buster, P-E-N-G-W-N Buster... I should spell the entire thing out. P N G W P E N G W N E U S T E R, and I am just doing some Mario sixty four for now. Um, and get on to twenty stars. Otherwise, the rest of my stuff is on MitchellWongAudio.com. That's M I T C H E L W O N G A U D I O dot com, and there has my links to my Bandcamp and my Spotify and my SoundCloud, which I don't upload to anymore. All yeah, right, I haven't touched Buster. SoundCloud in a very long time. You have a SoundCloud? Oh yeah, yeah. You have a you have a SoundCloud. I've been on you SoundCloud for a very long time. And you've never sent me your SoundCloud link. How am I supposed to find your your uh, All right, well I'll send it to you later. Drop that SoundCloud link yeah. for that viral tweet. Yeah, my, gotta I got to hear my too. rapping. No, I'm not rapping. Oh, you never rap. <laughs> we heard you rap before. It's Rob and I'm here to say. No, we heard Rob rap. Wasn't it Rob that rapped over some song that we played in a pre like I remember, but we lost he it. Rap, he never rapped on one of his on one of his releases. No, no, no. But he rapped over like a third strike. So it was mini games. Yeah, it was mini games, and it was the <laughs> basketball theme. And Rob started rapping over, it, and Purnell and I lost it. <laughs> oh, rap, Rob was cutting it out. Like, oh, I don't oh, remember God, that at so all. Bad. No, no. You, you started by saying like, my name is Poochie D, and I'm a third Fonzarelli. I don't remember. <laughs> my name is Poochie D, and I'm also Fonzarelli. <laughs> <laughs> Poochie D slash Fonzarelli. 
But I gotta ask, this penguin buster, and you're playing Mario 64. Did you throw the penguin over the side of the level? Oh, actually, I, I didn't. Because I was so. Here's the thing: I didn't waste time on the on the false penguin. I was too busy because I already know, right? I I've, I've played this game so much. I've just never gotten 120 stars, which is why I'm streaming. I'm like, might as well just People do it. Always post that meme and are like, you know, you did this with the penguin. Like, I didn't. Do okay, that. I did. I did as a kid. I didn't do it on stream. Poor penguin didn't ask for that. All right. Really wanted to entertain. Well, here you go. Here's all my links. Maybe I'll put them on the website. Maybe I won't. Ooh, I don't know. No, you got you got it. Oh, you have Spotify too? Yeah. I, I do things. I do, oh, I did things. Now I just do this. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, I do stuff. Um, anyway, thanks oh. for joining us on the show. Um, if you'd like a full track listing from all of our episodes and access to all of our stuff, please check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to say hi, say hello, or if you have like a track suggestion, or if you're an artist and you'd like to get in touch with us, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, we also have a, a YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. We have a 24 7 um, uh, uh, radio station playing nothing but 8 bit and 16 bit classics. So definitely go check that out um, if you need some tunes. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, it's just tell people about it. That's really all we want you to do. You know, just tell tell your parents. Um, if you're out on a date, you know, just tell tell the person that you know I got something to tell. Tell the date. Tell the waiter. Tell the waitress. Yeah, tell everybody. Tell the major D. <laughs> tell the taxi driver. Well, you shouldn't be sitting dining in restaurants unless I mean you could do outdoor seating, but even then it's like man, if you so yeah, yeah. got to yell across the table. Yeah, you got to do it six feet. <laughs> You gotta tell them six feet apart <laughs> on your on your social distance date. Hey, there's this great podcast called Rhythm and Pixels. Right. And then the response is, "What are you doing sitting at my table?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap." <laughs> well, you can we also you. Su- support us on tested. Patreon. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash/RhythmandPixels. You get access to a, a prequel episode every week and a live streamed episode every month. And we like to thank everybody at the end of the show. That Nick Walker, The Last Recon, Mike Myers, Davey Cakes, Bedroth from VGM, Very Good Music Podcast, Justin Bieber from XVGM Radio. You monster! Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Senstrom. Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank, thank you all you. very, very much for your continued support of our show. And thank you, Chell, for coming on our show today. Huzzah! I have now done five of these, and I'm going to take down the person ahead of me. <laughs> we'll see you next it. month. <laughs> I'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do... Just we'll do. on. Farm animal pilots. <laughs> Farm animal pilots. <laughs> Farm animal pilots. Well, thank you. That will take some effort. <laughs> well, thanks for being on our show, and thank you all for listening. It's Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good night or good day. And yeah, one remember, have a good animal farm pilot. Jesus, thing. I'm uh, sorry. And re- <laughs> remember, uh, I guess this is more so for our hemisphere, I guess. But, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on where you perceive calendar uh, adoration, uh, the seasons are shifting. It's getting chilly willier. But at the same time, we're in that beautiful period now where it's chilly, but not so chilly that you can't be outside. 
Um, I do have a scooter. Pilot I should bike. ride it. Pilot a oh, scooter, a moped, pilot a kayak. Yep. Pilot some sort of I am now where you can get the air breathing and blowing through your lack of hair. Um, just get outdoors and enjoy this weather while we got it because we got a we got a stockpile of that sun for the solstice or before you know <laughs> the sun just disappears so hang on to it. for evenings.